Hello, this is Christina Pop, and you are listening to Thrive with Christina Pop podcast. In order for you to live a thriving life, it is essential to fully step into your power and incorporate all the aspects of your life. In this podcast, I will show you how to use your mind, reconnect with your body and with your energy, and how to follow your soul's deepest desires to create a thriving life that feels really good. Let's get started. Welcome to this new episode. Today, I have a special guest on the podcast. My client, Tracy Miner, has joined me and I'm so excited. Thank you, Tracy, for being here. You're welcome. I'm so excited to be here and share. (laughs) So, Tracy, tell us a little bit about you. Mm, Okay. Um, I I have my own business, um, City Cricket Wellness, and I offer pranic healing energy work and one-on-one coaching and women's groups um, focused around the Celtic Wheel of the Year. Oh, tell, tell us a little bit more about the Celtic Wheel. Mm, the Celtic Wheel. Okay. So the Celts were an ancient society way back when scattered all over Europe. And the Greeks gave them their name Celts because it means the mysterious because of the basic tenets of their society, which they thought were strange. And that was that they were a matriarchal society and they were very connected to nature and the earth and the cycles of the earth and the the celestial bodies. And um, they believed in the close proximity of the spirit world and really connected closely with the spirit world. So I love all of those tenants. And um, so they, it really read that, that in and of itself resonated with me. And then um, they designed this calendar. They divided the year into um, eight seasons. So it's the solstices, the equinoxes, and then about halfway in between each of those, there's another festival. So Each turn of the wheel offers you an opportunity to reflect on the season before, um, the season ahead, to gather together and connect, um, to talk about what's showing up for you, and to see what's going on in nature and how that is reflected inside of you. So each season has um, a symbolic tree, a symbolic animal. Um, you're encouraged to look at what's going on with plants around you, um, what's going on in the sky around you. And I've just found it a really wonderful way to ground into my truth, to see how connected we all are, to see how we're a part of nature and how those energies are showing up in ourselves. So I followed I followed that, the Celtic wheel, for several years and have been doing um, retreats. I used to do them in person and now I do them on Zoom. And so when I was introduced to you and your work and you started talking about cycles, you use um, Chinese medicine, which I'm also familiar with. I have a friend who's a doctor of Chinese medicine and I've done some trainings with her as well. And that really resonated with me because there are so many similarities. You know, we have we have these, um, these forms created in so many cultures and they're all so similar. There are so many similarities in all of them. So I think it's fun to study the different cultures and how they see the world 
and how we function and are a part of it and so connected. Um, but the Celtic wheel is the one that I've chosen to follow most closely. Yeah, right. It's fascinating how they, you know, they are all interconnected. And like you said, that Celtic wheel and the traditional Chinese medicine with the five elements I use. So that was the that was the part that spoke to you from my work, right? Yes, it was. Yep. That was the initial thing that spoke to me. Mm-hmm. Just your smile and your vibe and your energy. Whenever I see you, I'm like, oh, it's Christina Pop. And I get excited. So that, along with the words that you said, it just felt in alignment for me. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And um, Tracy, let's talk a little bit about the, um, the work we have done together and what, what you feel comfortable to share. Mm-hmm. And um, tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, the, what is what was possible through the work we have done together? What were the things that had a, the greatest impact? There are many. I'm going to focus on only a few um, <clears throat> today. but. First of all, the fact that there's so many possibilities that my little brain wasn't allowing itself to consider um, was huge. That we opened each week that we met, we opened up for me, we explored and opened up more possibilities. And so that overall was huge. <laughs> and then we worked on specific ways. I believe, I, I think that the biggest takeaways for me that I'll share are just the specific ways that we opened up possibility. So it all falls under the opening up possibility umbrella. But the first thing was, and came to you first of all with, and this is what we did in our first session and subsequent sessions too, was um, feeling emotions. I have not always been fond of feeling my emotions. I would just rather shove them to the side and go on and do something else. And, you know, think a positive thought instead of feeling that emotion that I don't want to feel or do a thing, do a task, go to an event. I have spent a lot of time in my years. I haven't been doing that the last couple of years. Um, But for many years, (laughs) I avoided those feelings. And so the last few years have been an exploration for me in feeling those feelings in different ways and different processes. So what you helped me with was to feel the emotion in my body and to not be afraid of it and to really stick with it. And you led me through this process of doing that, that felt very safe. Um, I felt, in fact, I felt so safe. I'm not a big crier and, um, it's difficult for me to be vulnerable enough to cry. I think that's why I'm not a big crier, but I was a bawling in our first two sessions. That's how comfortable I felt in the session in the safe space that you created that I, we, and I remember very clearly, I remember where I was, I had to take the call from my car and the emotion that I was feeling was helpless. I remember it very clearly. And that has helpless. I have kept in my shadow. I don't want to feel helpless. And you helped me identify where it was and took me through this of feeling it. And what I took away from that was that it was just an emotion and it was in my body and I could identify where it was. And then you took me to other places in my body. And so I realized there were also like helpless was not going to consume me. But there were also other things going on in my body besides that emotion. And then it released um, through this process. So it was seemingly magic and also very 
powerful and easy to do. I've been able, I mean, we, we did it. We did it probably three or four times together. You led me through it, but I've gotten good enough at it now that I'm able to lead myself through it. Like, Oh, there's that feeling. And then I, I wasn't able to do that in the beginning. I needed you to lead me through it, but now I'm able to recognize that it's not going to swallow me. And if I just pay attention to it and let it flow through that, my body knows what to do with it. And my body knows how to release it. And I'm not going to get stuck in it. That was another thing I was afraid of that this emotion I was, whatever it was, you know, whether it was helpless or disappointment or incapable was another one that I hate to feel. And I resist, um, you know, it's just, it's just a thought and an emotion and I don't need to resist it. I can just let it pass through. So that was huge for me. And what was the impact on your daily life Mm. of that? Yeah. um, So what I realized was that my resistance to the emotions was creating this generalized feeling of resistance. So I was resisting not only feeling a feeling, but I was resisting everything. On a very practical level, I had this huge list of tasks that I needed to do like adulting tasks, you know, things about my house and making a dentist appointment and just the things you do when you're an adult. And I was resisting these tasks. And so I just began to notice that this resistance that I had resisting these emotions had just generalized to everything in my life. I was resisting growth. I, I didn't even want to do my daily practices that I know helped me feel better and stay in aligned. I was resisting doing those. So um, resistance doesn't just stay in one part of your life. <laughs> I was resisting <laughs> the emotions, but it was affecting everything. It was a generalized resistance of everything. So once I stopped resisting, then magically that task list just did not seem difficult. And I just got it done. And I got back to my practices that I know helped to ground me and make me feel better. So the resistance went away once I was able to feel the emotions and not resist those. It went away in every other part of my life. So powerful. Yeah, It was. Yeah. What else would you like to to share? (laughs) So another big takeaway was cycles. And it's funny because I just said that I follow the Celtic wheel. So I'm very connected with cycles, but, um, when it comes to energy, I resist energetic cycles. And one of the things you said to me was cycles is a law of the universe. And, um, I was thinking that I somehow could operate outside of those laws, I guess, <laughs> and that my energy would always be up and high. So I felt like it was bad when my energy dipped. Um, I felt like I was doing something wrong or, you know, what's wrong with my body because I have low energy. I was very frustrated by that. And one of the things you said to me that I tell a lot of people now is that energy doesn't go away because I, I remember saying to you one time, I have no energy. And you said, it's not that you have no energy. It's just that the energy has shifted and it will also shift again (laughs) because I somehow had in my head that I have no energy in my body right now. And that might last forever. That was the unconscious thought that I was having. So you and I worked a lot on recognizing cycles, my cycles of energy throughout the day, my cycles of energy week and the month. 
and making that okay. I remember saying, well, I'm just like, this was a bad thing. Well, I'm just so low energy, you know, like early in the afternoon, like, well, you're a human. (laughs) So it was nice to say that out loud and for you to just acknowledge that I'm a human being and we all have cycles. (laughs) So Yeah. yeah, that, that was really, that was really powerful for me. And I think that leads into the next one is um, luxurious rest. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so when my body was tired, my brain was just saying, you shouldn't be tired. Why are you tired? You shouldn't be tired. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. And instead, I was able to recognize your body's tired because there is a cycle and honoring the cycle makes me feel best. And how can I rest and make it luxurious, not rest when I'm exhausted and then I have to rest, but how can I rest and make it delicious? And, um, I'm a Taurus son. And so I love, um, I love luxury and, you know, creating a cozy environment and I love comforts and, that word luxurious really resonated with me. How can I make this rest time? Not because I had been thinking of rest time as, oh darn, it's something I have to do because my body just will give out. And I, and I resented it, but switching it, that word luxurious really resonated with me. And I was able to shift my perception to this is something that's delicious and luxurious and how can I love it? So you have this playlist on Spotify, Luxurious Rest. Love the playlist. I still listen to it regularly. And I just would lay on my bed and have this luxurious rest. I could do whatever felt good. And it it was nourishing. It wasn't, I, I wasn't doing it begrudgingly anymore. I recognized there was a cycle and that the rest cycle was not bad. And not only was it not bad, it could be luxurious. (laughs) I think what you just said now, so many women will resonate with it because we have this idea that rest uh, as a recovery versus rest just because. Yes. Just because it's part of the cycle. Yes. Yeah. Of energy. I, I have noticed that it is women. Like my husband does not feel that way. My husband thinks, I mean, he rests whenever he wants to, whether he feels like he needs it or not. And he encourages me to do that. Like, why don't you sit down? Yeah. So it, it is large. We could, that's a whole nother podcast talking about why it's women that it affects. Oh, yes. <laughs> Yeah, we won't go into that. I think we could do a whole series on yeah, yeah. Why, why is that happening on all the programming we have we have. Yeah. But I think it's very important to talk about it because we we can we can give ourselves permission to mm-hmm. rest. Mm-hmm. And the more we do that, the more other people, other women can also give themselves the, the permission to rest. Not yes. because we need to recover and otherwise we will go into burnout, but just because it's part of the energies. Like the nature, nature rests in in winter. Yes. Everything in nature has this cycle of rest. Why can't we also, women, have it? Right. 
Yeah. And even, and it's so interesting for me to see, you know, the things that are blooming in my garden now it's, we're getting close to summer solstice and so many things are blooming. And I was looking at the peonies and the peonies do not last for very long. So they, unfortunately, unfortunately, because I just love them. <laughs> I love them too. I love them. I think I might have the last bloom right now that, that they're going to share, but they're so beautiful. And I get so excited when they bloom and they don't last very long, but that's also the beauty. Like they, they need more rest than some of the other um, plants that bloom for the whole summer or that have longer blooming cycles. So noticing that not every single plant has the same cycles, just like people, we all don't have the same cycles. Um, I'm into human design and I'm a manifester in human design and my cycles of rest are very different than manifesting generators. I have a lot of manifesting generator friends and my sister is a manifesting generator and she can seemingly just go on and on and on and on. And I used to get frustrated that I wasn't like that. So learning my human design has helped me too. So I look at myself like a flower, like we're all flowers. We bloom differently. It doesn't mean I'm not Mm. doing anything. Those peonies are doing a lot of work and also a lot of rest when they're not blooming. So that's another part of the, how I bring the Celtic wheel into my work and my practical life is just seeing seeing things like that, like how do different flowers bloom? What is their life cycle? What is their life like? Yeah. And you have integrated for yourself. Like you allowed yourself to be part of that, right? To to have your own cycle. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that that brings us into also the the intelligence of our bodies Mm -hmm. who know that we have cycles and we need these cycles of rest and creativity and connection and transformation, like all these Mm -hmm. energetic cycles. Yeah. Yeah. I have struggled with autoimmune disease for several years and which one of the manifestations of that has been extreme fatigue off and on. I've healed so much and I don't have the bouts of extreme fatigue that I used to. Um, but I still occasionally have them. And while we were, while you and I were in our coaching cycle, um, I got COVID and one of the things we, and one of the, um, side effects of COVID was that I developed vitiligo. It's, it's when your spot, you have spots on your skin that turn white. Um, and so that was a side effect of COVID and that, that kind of triggered my, Oh, what is wrong with my body? Like my body is having, I remember telling you like my body is having this abnormal reaction to this virus. Why does my body do that? Um, I've, I've been kind of mad of my body for having autoimmune disease and I've been mad at my body for getting tired. And so, I mean, it, it took a lot of doing, we, we touched on this in so many different ways during our coaching cycle, But, um, you ask me, how is your, oh, one of the things that I think is a common phrase in the autoimmune disease world is that your body is attacking itself. That's how they put it. And you said, who told you that? Who told you that your body is attacking yourself? I'm like, well, I, and I stopped to think about it. I was like, well, I think my doctor put it that way. Or so I heard it somewhere and it's a thought that was stuck in my head and I don't use it anymore. Because my body's not really attacking itself. That's not what bodies do. 
And so I've started to think about that in a different way and just realize that that's just a thought that I have been taking for granted and saying that was making me think that my body was not intelligent. It was making me think my body was really dumb and it was malfunctioning. And so you challenged me to think about from um, one session to the next, in what ways is your body intelligent? And one of the things that came up for me, well, it was really liberating, first of all, and it led to so many possibilities. And I began to see that my body is so intelligent. And one of the ways it's so intelligent is that I, as I mentioned earlier, I used to say I was bad at rest and I only rested when I was exhausted. And so my body learned the only way to get rest, which is what our bodies need. It's part of the cycle of the body. And my body learned the only way I can get rest is to make her sick (laughs) because that's the only time she'll slow down or give her this huge fatigue. That's the only time she'll rest. And so I got sick a lot and I got fatigued a lot because I wasn't listening to my body. And my body was so smart telling, you know, giving me these messages. And I was thinking the opposite. I was just ignoring my body's messages and then wondering why it wasn't functioning optimally. It was because my brain was fighting (laughs) my body. So um, it was, it was a powerful shift for me that my body is, and my body has healed in so many ways. Once I started paying attention and once I started honoring my body and once I started seeing the cycles of body and honoring those cycles and listening to the clues that my giving me, I started to be aware of how intelligent it was and not fight my body with my mind. <laughs> I think that's such a beautiful point to, to land on. Like not like our body and our mind can be, you know, partners. Yes. And we don't need to fight one with the other. And I think that was such a powerful um, way to to see how you know how your your all you, how powerful you can be when you, when you listen to to what your body is telling you, and also how you can with shifts in your mind you can support your body and you can support your life experience, right? Yes. 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 And, and they're better. My mind and my body are better working together. Now I've always, I've been in the wellness field for a very long time for over 30 years. And I've said, I believed in spirit, mind, body all working together. And then I'll add emotions in there too. Um, but I continue even after focusing on this and doing this for work for over 30 years, I continue to find different layers of truths of that. And to see that my body really wasn't working together with my mind. And I saw my body as like kind of out there, just not, not a team player. And I I hadn't realized that. And that really in our coaching, that really um, took me to a deeper level of understanding how they can and need to work together and how I could do that on a more practical level too. And I'm so grateful that you you chose me as your coach. Thank you so much. And thank you, Tracy, for for coming today and sharing that. I think it will be so helpful for so many women. So thank you for being willing to share that. 
You can follow Tracy's work at citycricket.net and on Instagram at citycricketcoaching. It will be in the notes of this episode. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today. Follow this podcast so that you can receive this weekly gift in your favorite podcast app. All you need to do is to open your favorite app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify app on your phone, search for Thrive with Christina Bob, click on the show and you will see a little plus sign or a follow button on the upper right corner. Click on it and it's done. And the best way to support this podcast is to leave a review on your favorite platform. If this podcast was useful for you, share it with friends and family so that they can benefit from it too. Thank you. I'll be back next week.